WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of its diversity and is not the view of WFNU or FTI as a whole. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Show Up with Cameron Grand. I am Cameron Grand, just your friendly neighborhood mental health person going through his own journey, trying to help you with, well, along your own. But as a reminder, I am not a therapist, and I just want to make sure I point that out there. And if I did repeat that, I apologize. Something else I want to preface this episode with is I had different plans for this. I was going to dive deep into skills but I recently had surgery and I had to have a shot into my back and because of that my brain isn't 100% there and so I don't feel like I can explain further all the way coherently but I do feel like I have the energy to give opinion and then uh, am I the jerks try to use interpersonal connectiveness to answer questions I don't know if this is going to be a long episode I just wanted to make sure I was able to do something because my brain when I with what I was trying to do what I was trying to do is just it's too much I'm I I was told this is supposed to go away within 10 days, and so fingers crossed that is true because my my brain feels like it's operating a lot slower than my body. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because that took a long time to say. So we're gonna do Am I the Jerks? Uh, and I will do a couple of them, and I might end early. And it's only because of the state of which I feel my brain is at this point. Not because it's late, it's because it's been this way since Thursday, and it's been driving me crazy. But on the same note, I did say that I wanted to be very open and honest with you guys because because I, how can I ask you guys to join me or try things that I'm doing in my life and my own mental health journey if I don't actually open up to you guys about mental health? Um, and so because of the shot that I had, um, I've been in a really huge state of depression and I honestly didn't want to do an episode today and I'm doing it because I'm acting opposite. And the reason why that's important for me to highlight for you is because it can be very easy to sink into your depression, especially if, you, if you've been in it for a while. And um, I'm slurring over my words, it's partly because of the same thing. But unlike other times, I usually, if it's a depression that I'm creating, I'm able to hear the thoughts and like address them and try to figure out how to like navigate through them. I feel like my brain is slowed so far down that all I'm getting is the weighted blanket of depression, not the thoughts that are triggering them. So it's making me feel helpless and making me want, not want to do anything. And so the only thing I think to do opposite is do the very thing that I don't want to do, which is this. And it's not because I don't want to help you guys. It's because this takes energy and I don't feel like I have any. And I know that I do because I've only been lying down and standing because I I injured my tailbone on July 4th. Um, and then obviously last year I had a back injury that is both these things are wrapped up and happening at the same time. So with that explanation, I'm going to dive in and I hope it's very helpful for you because it felt very helpful for me. If I am going over my word, just be aware it's only because of my brain being slow, 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 slow. Uh, and I'm hoping to get out of this. I know I'm repeating myself. Um, but yeah, let's start. Um, with these, am I the jerk? Alrighty, am I the jerk for friend zoning a girl after finding out she has a kid? I, 30 male, have been trying to get back into the dating game after a recent divorce. Me and my ex do not have any kids, and I have always been adamant that I, ha I never want children, literally since I was a kid myself. Haha. -ha. Well, as you can guess, dating at 30 when you don't want kids is exactly, isn't exactly easy, but I'm still drawing a line there personally. Well, on to the story. I have been casually seeing this girl, let's call her Sarah, 25 female, for a few weeks now. We have never been in, in 
intimate in-person beyond kissing and some casual touching and flirtiness, but we have had some steamy text conversation. Well, the other day, Sarah and I decided to have a few drinks and a movie night at my place. The real agenda was for us to finally have physical intimacy and she would stay the night. The night is going well and everything is great as it has been up until now. But out of nowhere, Sarah just casually men mentions that her child's father has been a pain in the batuki lately and she is so glad she doesn't have to deal with him as a partner anymore. Naturally, I was a bit caught off guard, so I asked her to clarify that she does indeed have a kid. She stated that she did, but didn't think it was relevant to us as we hadn't been seeing each other for very long. After she said this, I didn't quite know what to do. Of course, I could have continued with the plan for intimacy, but that felt dirty now. Not because she's a mother, but because I feel like if I now have no interest in pursuing her seriously anymore, I shouldn't give her false hope by sleeping with her. I didn't quite know how to handle the situation, so when the time came to go to bed, I just kind of pretended to be too tired to do anything intimate and end up going to sleep. She seemed visibly disappointed, but I didn't know what else to do. Fast forward a couple of days, and we haven't spoken much since, aside from casually friendly chat over text. I didn't really know what to say to her, if I'm honest. Eventually, she sends me a voice message saying she thinks it's pretty crappy for me to friendzone her like this just because she's a mother. That she has value beyond her child, and she deserves a real man who can love her and her child. The friend that introduced us is fully on her side and being the same way towards me, despite knowing from our time as friends that I have never wanted kids. I guess I could have been upfront immediately that I think this isn't going anywhere and ended the night the moment I found out, but I felt so awkward about it all. I, at it all, I just didn't know what to do. So am I the jerk? For this, I do think that it would have been better for you for this conversation to have like these open conversations with somebody. And you said that from an early age, you want no kid, period. And maybe if your friend, you heard you say this, he didn't know that it was a hard no. It was just like, I, I don't have them, so I don't think I'll ever want them. Because some people don't take people as being serious because there's like a pressure by society to have children. But I do think that you did the better thing, which is to make sure you didn't cross that boundary with her. So I say good on that for at least having the forethought not to do that because that would have pushed you into definitely being the jerk because then you're just using somebody to get what you want, which would have been physical intimacy. But because you heard this and you're like, oh, I was interested in you, but I don't want to continue forward when I know that I'm not interested in that. I would disagree because I don't know you as a person. But if one of your core things that you believe is you don't want kids, period, and that's a value for you, like you don't want to help raise them, you don't want them in your life, like you're okay, like, well, I would assume you're okay if other people have kids, but I, if, if that was an issue, also, then you might want to see somebody. But if you're very adamant that that's not something that you want to have in your life, I feel like as long as you're open with people, that's okay. And I feel like it sounded like you were surprised also that she just bring on the fact that she had a kid. And if your friend knew her, I don't know why he wouldn't have told you he she had a kid. So you, you would have been able to tell him now I'm not interested because I, I just don't want to have that in my life. What I would say, because it sounds like he felt like because you ghosted her, you kind of made it seem like because she's a mother, she has no value. This is why I always say that you those tough conversations might be easier for somebody to say because a lot of times if you say certain things that you believe out loud people take them as personal attack and so that can kind of be hard unless the other person's also knows how to handle their mental health because like that could have been a simple conversation being like oh I didn't know you had kids and I was interested and that's why we were flirting so much and I think it's great that you are a mother and you value that and you want that in your life and you should have a man that wants to support you and have like help you with your kids and be there for you and you do have a ton of value I, I'm not devaluing you as a person at all I'm just saying that for me it's a hard core value of me that I just don't want to have that responsibility in my life and and I didn't mean to ghost you. I just was, I just didn't know how to tell you that when you came over with that intention because I didn't want to be a jerk, but I, we came out that way anyways. And I feel like 
having an honest conversation with probably would make her feel a lot better than just ghosting her. So for that, I would say that's definitely jerk behavior. If you just said that to her, she might have still been upset, but at least then you, I don't know, because sometimes it is easier just not to respond. And then sometimes if it really is upsetting somebody, I don't know if being that honest would help in a situation. But if she, if she was pushing it, then I would be that honest because if you only seen each other for a couple of weeks, sometimes you have to endure people just like calling you names, even though you know that's not true about yourself. It's just kind of like you have to have a balancing scale. It's like, what is something that you're able to handle and what is stuff that you just don't want to even talk about? You're like, I understand that like this isn't everybody's like cup of tea and I know that not everyone likes it if I bring it up. I do think that if it's within your core values, then you need to make sure that you're one, if your friend ask you if you want to like go out with this girl that he knows anybody who just said that to you you need to stop them right away and say i before we go forward i 100 do not want kids and i don't want her to think that i am judging her for her and her child i just don't have that in me does she have uh, like children because i just don't want to lead her on because I, I really don't want that in my life and there are like celebrities like seth rogan and his wife who don't want children and then like ellen also doesn't want children it's not an uncommon thing to not want children it just gets if if you're pursuing somebody and I do think that you are admirable in the fact that you stopped it and didn't go forward because then that would have crossed the line in my book if you oh I don't want kids but I wanted to uh, like basically get with somebody that was I think good and maybe explain that uh, and maybe that would help her hear you more if she needs you to have a conversation just be like I didn't know you had kids and I'm not judging you for them and I don't devalue but like that is why I pulled away and why I didn't why I pretended to be sleepy and why I didn't say anything more it's not because I, I'm not interested in you, you are an attractive woman and I like hanging out with you, but I just really am adamant about not wanting kids and I didn't know how to pull away without upsetting you so instead of talking to you i just stopped talking and that's where the problem started am i the jerk for paying for a lounge at an airport during a long layover i am traveling with five friends now and we are traveling cheap however we had one long layover in an airport with a great vip lounge the thing about these lounges is that they have free food and liquor and comfortable chairs and, sh and shower facilities i told my friends what i was about and they all said that they didn't want to waste money so i went to the lounge by myself i had some snacks a few drinks a quick nap, a long hot shower, and then I caught up with my friends at the gate. My phone was fully charged, I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and a little drunk. When we started talking, they were angry about the cost of everything at the airport. They send why I look so pleased with myself. I told them about my stay in the lounge. Two of them got visibly angry. They said I was a jerk for not telling everything there was in the lounge. They'd actually spent more on food and drinks than I had. Plus, I got to nap in a comfy chair and have a shower. I said that lounges aren't a secret and that the, inter and then that the internet exists. They could have looked up the same information I did. Okay, well, I don't think you're a good communicator, but I also feel like you're right. It's not on you that they didn't look up things because it sounded like you told them things that you could do in the lounge, but you just didn't know all of the things that they were capable of. If you asked them to join you and they said no, then really you have no, uh, like, there's no, I feel like, grounds for them to be upset at you, regardless if they are. You don't work for the airport, so how are you supposed to know all the amenities that you can do at the airport? So so yeah, I definitely would not blame you for that. And also like even with her saying, why wouldn't you tell us about this? If I had asked you to join me in the lounge and then I had texted you, I'm like, oh, look at all these cool things the lounge has. To me, it makes sense in my brain why you wouldn't send that stuff because your friends just said no. They said they didn't want to send them money. And then to me, if I went on and told them what was in the lounge, I would think that I was coming off as showboaty and being like, look at all the things that you could have paid for, but you said you didn't want to spend the money. Logical step makes sense to 
to me why my, your brain would make that step. So them finding out afterwards how great it was, again, isn't on you. Because they, you're right, they could have researched and then, or if they were really curious and then they were spending all that money, they could have been like, oh, how much is actually the food in there? Because we're, we're looking around out here and it's really expensive and we didn't want to pay for it. But if it's like cheaper in that lounge and out here, then I'd rather go in. Like they could have asked follow-up texts, but it's not, it's not your job to follow up with them. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's not. So I say you're not a jerk. Am I the jerk for skipping my brother's wedding to play in a tennis tournament? So I, 26 man, play in a lot of adult tennis te leagues in the area I live in. If your team wins a league, you get to go to a big tournament later in the year at a big tennis complex in the middle of the state. A men's team I was on won our league two weeks ago, and the big tournament is in four months. And in, in order to play at the, this tournament, you need at least six players to be able to make it. Of the nine people on my team, six including me have said they can make it, while the other three can't make it for various reasons, so we have just enough. Four months ago, my brother, 24 male, got engaged to his fiance, 23 female. I was super happy for them, and when he asked me to be his best man, I of course accepted. They don't want to wait too long and almost immediately started wedding planning. They planned to just have a small ceremony with close family and friends. Last week, my brother told me they were finalizing a date after much delay and mentioned three dates on three separate weekends the same month I had my tournament, one of, week one of which was the weekend of my tournament. I told my brother that I already had plans that weekend and that the other two would be better, though I understood it was their wedding. He, under he sounded like he understood, but three days ago he announced to everyone attending that the wedding would be on the weekend of my tournament. I asked him privately why they picked that date, and all he said was it felt like the right date to his fiance. The wedding and tournament are not close to each other at all, so I can't attend both. After thinking about it for the last two days, I told my brother yesterday that I can't make his wedding. I had already committed to my teammates, and if I didn't go, no one could, since we wouldn't have enough guys. My brother was very upset and called me various names and said he couldn't believe I would miss his big day. He told my parents, and now they, al they along with a bunch of other relatives, are going to give me grief for my decision. So am I the jerk? I feel really bad and want to be there, but I also did commit to the tournament first and don't want to let everyone on my team down. Okay, well, this is going to be controversial. <laughs> I don't think that because you're related to somebody that you are obligated to them in any way because they're only grounds your brother has to go for making you feel guilty about not, not being at his wedding is because you're his brother. But you agreed to be his best man and you had already been planning for this, but you made, like you're right, you made promises to a group of like your your teammates before they even got engaged to get married and they're rushing to get married. So them making these decisions in their life doesn't mean that the decisions you already made you already made for yours is any like less valuable. Your brother means a lot to you. So when you found out about this, you then said, listen, I want to be there for you, but I can only make these two other dates. My team needs six people. I cannot call and cancel on them because without me, they will not be able to compete. It's not a situation where I'm an extra person going along. They need me to compete and I already like can, I already agreed to do this with them months ago. And the reason why we went forward to be in the tournament was because we all agreed to do this together. And I feel like hearing that your brother should have been have been fine because it wasn't like you were like somebody who your brother told you that he was getting engaged. And then all of a sudden you got this call and then you're like, oh, if you're free this weekend, you can do that. It's not like you were choosing not to do your brother's wedding to do this other thing because you had already like you wanted to do that more and you valued it more. It's it's really just because you had made an agreement and you had, I know that I feel like that's very good interpersonal sk effectiveness skills that, and it's good for setting boundaries because some people would like to take advantage. Maybe it's because he's younger than you, but even so not by much. So I don't know why he would think that way. You're, I don't feel like you're the jerk because you're definitely setting, listen, I agree to be your best man. I want to be there. 
but you guys chose, like you chose a day that you knew I could not come and you had three different dates. And the reason why you chose this other date wasn't even for a major reason, it was superfluous. You chose this because your fiance felt like that would be the best date. So your fiance then chose to not have you there. Well, especially because I don't know what's going on with your fiance's family because sometimes I'm like, oh, we have to choose between one, your brother can't come, but then I have all these family members that can only make this other date. And then two, you have the, okay, your brother's your best man. Does that outweigh the family members that can't come on those other days or are they also people in the wedding party so I, there is kind of that back and forth of like losing something especially because you're going so fast if you had more time you probably would have had more availability with everybody so you made sure everybody was there but like you're not doing anything wrong i don't think you're the jerk and i do think that just because your brother changes his mind doesn't mean that you have to drop everything to make sure that he's covered because i feel like he's feeling let down but you would also be letting down your teammate um especially because they can't go and compete and that's not fair to them it's like if the other like if any of those three other people can make it i like maybe ask them but that's the only way i would that's one thing i would say i'd be like there are nine people we're at six the other three can't make it i will try to see if they can but if they can't i'm not going to force it that's really my only option and that's what i would say to him like i want to come but this is my only thing i can i can check in on but if they say no i'm going because i'm not making my other teammates not be able to compete when i agreed to do this months ago before you guys decided to get engaged and have this quick of a way am i the jerk for making my daughter cry over a guilt trip two days ago i 53 female had a surgery to remove a skin cancer. Their instructions were to keep the bandage on for 24 hours and not lift anything for two weeks to a month, else I may bust my stitches. I asked my kids for help around the house and they both said they were too busy. One 19 female going out of town and the other 23 female said she had a project due. She's learning a new skill so she can get a better job. I'm happy the one is getting to have some fun and the other I'm proud she's improving her life, but seriously this sucks. I can't afford hiring someone to help out. So I asked a man on our second date to go grocery shopping so I could feed the cat and get milk. Thank God he was nice and didn't mind my messy-ish house. I didn't realize I'd be incapacitated like this or I would have planned better. The next day when I changed my bandage, the wound was bigger than I expected and the ones that I bought were too small. I tried to use one but it laid on top of my stitches. The pain was terrible but I didn't have anything else and it's on my shoulder blade so it's incredibly difficult to get out. I contacted my friends but they were all busy so I reached out to my daughter who said she was studying a new skill and I explained that I was desperate for help. I couldn't see my back. I didn't sleep much because every time I rolled over I woke from the pain. She said she could but not until 10 or 11 p.m. that night and she had another thing in an hour. I called her. I thought I could pick her up quickly, run to the store and get back home for her thing. If she was late I figured people would forgive her because she was helping her mom. She started crying because I was giving her a guilt trip and she needed to breathe. Exasperated, I hung up. I ended up going to the pharmacy and the nice pharmacist helped and put and put it on my back. Is the store in the store where everyone it was a weird asking a stranger and being exposed in public, but she was kind and I said I could come back again to put on the band-aid the next time. Now I didn't know it would be so easy. I did feel terrible that my daughter cried and sent a text apology which she hasn't responded yet. But I'm hurt. I don't often ask for help. I always bend over backwards, spend time and money that I don't have, do whatever I can for my kid. But this hurt a lot because I really wanted her to help me versus a stranger. I don't know what to think and I'm going around and around in my head. I've never wanted to emotionally manipulate my children. I don't even point out my hardships or how I've sacrificed for them. But I legit needed help, was alone, sleep deprived, and in pain, also hungry, 
but that's another story. Am I the jerk? Is there something I'm not seeing? My parents were never divorced. Honestly, I don't know what to think of this and would like to take responsibility for my part and make amends if needed. There's an update, but before I read it, I don't agree with what she said. Uh, I don't think that you're the jerk. I do think that maybe, I don't know how you said it, where a guilt trip can be iffy with people. If you had surgery and you were moving something for cancer, I don't see why somebody in any of your children's life wouldn't have like made exceptions for them. Like I understand your other daughter wants to leave to go and do something and your other daughter's training, but you, uh, it sounded like as though they live with you. So they are benefiting from you. And if your daughter is living with you, I, the thing I would have advised her to do before you got, like when you knew you had to do the surgery, is just tell your professors because the people at school are very accommodating, especially with like medical things. And if she's going on a trip, the other one, did she know about your like recovery time before she left? Because yeah, that's hard, especially if you can't afford help or any kind of like medical things, especially because it's on your back and it's hard for you to reach. So like there are things in place that I feel like they knew about. Now, if you wanted 24 seven supervision, then maybe you're right. That's asking a lot for family. But like if you're in the same household, you, which you could not be, maybe that's actually the issue. She can't like run over. But like her training, taking her to 11, 10 to 11 p.m., which can happen. I been in like those kind of long hours before but I just don't feel like you should feel guilty which is what I'm trying to say is even if they to interpret it as a jerk I do feel like as a human being it's understandable that you're in so much pain that you need somebody to help you and you're uh, feeling like your children aren't being there for you and but your children will try but not everyone is capable of being like a caregiver especially because not everyone wants to do like medical things and take not everybody has that instinct so um, take your kids as you they are not how you want them to be. So are they capable of those things is the other question I would say. Once you know what they're capable of, that's when you can say, well, I know if you really wanted it, you would come and do this for me. But also it's cancer. Then you just got it off. And they, I'm, I don't know why they wouldn't be helping you because if they want you to be cancer, I don't know, that just seems so instinctual to me. You're like, oh, you had to cut it off. There's a long recovery point, two weeks to a month. First thing I would have said is I have to oh, let me come live with you for that time. There's like logic jumps I don't get, but I'm gonna read your update because I don't understand why you feel this way. Aside from the guilt trip, guilt trip is always the wrong thing to do. I see that I was the jerk for what I wrote. Usually no one is in their best when they are in pain, tired and hungry. You can't unring a bell. And when I couldn't say what I needed to in a kinder way, I trigger my daughter's anxiety. This is over too small of a bandage and my inability to see the right size and get to it. Today, my youngest dropped by and helped me out. Also, some of you are very brutal and have mommy issues. Yeah, a lot of projection and psychoanalysis on me. Wow, that really sucks to read. Also, people with moms who are lost or who had terrible mothers, I'm truly sorry. I know that's tragic. There's a lot to read and I'm sorry. Mom things are hard and go deep. Heartbreaking. Dumb me opened myself up to this when I wrote this post. I really did not realize that this would feel like, but it was rather terrible and interesting. No, I couldn't have these things delivered to my house because I can't pick things up, even from my doorstep. And my date helping me, he was kind and happy to help, which is how I figured he'd be based on the time we spent together. He's a nice man. Sometimes in life, things are perfect and we are trying our best. Unfortunately, sometimes they're best suck and we just have to use this as a learning experience as what to do. Thanks to everyone who commented. Okay, well, now everyone should be posting on this because I don't feel like you should ever analyze the audience if you're asking him by the jerk, just take it and leave it because it's really just advice. So why attack other people and call them names? Just be like, oh, that's not what this is about, but thank you. Like, just move, like, read it, move along. We don't need that. It's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I am glad that one of your kids came over and was helping you, but it's kind of like, yeah, open communication as long as 
you know what you need ahead of time. Because that was actually my other suggestion is maybe the problem was that you just called her last minute. But if you're like, I need my bandage changed these times. Can you come and help me? Because they're in a bad place for me. Like the first time obviously would suck because they didn't know you needed it. And so they didn't have like that set up into their schedule. But if they know, they can be like, okay, um, I need to be off a little early, like at like 9.30 so I can go to my mom to help with her bandages and she can talk at like, well, I don't, this is always the weird thing is because you don't have to give everybody all the information because it's not their business. So it's kind of like a balancing act I'm still learning, but I've learned honesty is just better because people are more willing to help you if they get what you're needing from them completely. Okay, the next one is, am I the jerk for telling my friends they aren't ready for a baby? Another long one. Jeez, people like to tell stories. I, 26 female, recently learned that one of my best friends, 26 female, and her husband, 29 male, are expecting a baby. I feel like a jerk since I didn't really react with joy like everyone else, but I honestly can't support the decision. They've only been married for a couple of years, so they there was plenty of time for them to settle down and have kids, in my opinion, but my friend has always had baby fever. I'm mainly concerned about their ability to be parents. They both work full time and when they get home, they complain they are too tired to take care of stuff around the house, cooking, cleaning, etc. They eat out every night because my friend doesn't know how to cook and her husband just doesn't want to. Their house is always messy between dishes, laundry, and general filth. They also have poor money management skills, always shopping for stuff they just see and want but don't need rather than buying stuff like groceries to cook actual meals. They struggle to pay rent a few times because of this. In addition, their house is incredibly small, overflowing with stuff and not a safe environment for a baby. It's very old and has a lot of issues. Realistically, how do you expect to take care of a baby with habits like that and in a space that isn't suited for them? Okay. When I expressed these concerns to my friend, they essentially told me I shouldn't worry about it because nobody's ever prepared to have a baby and that I should be just be happy for them. I, I get that you never really prepared, but you can have a game plan, right? Start saving and making sure you have the stuff and space required. How nonchalant they were about my concerns made me even more anxious. You think I was having the baby. Yesterday, the topic came up again and my friend asked me if I had changed my mind about it and when I told her no, she was graded. I also learned they are not trying to rush a move to get to a bigger and better house even though she's halfway through her second trimester. She's starting to get defensive saying that just because I don't really want kids of my own that I was trying to bring her down and that I should just support her pregnancy rather be than being concerned about future problems. I told her that she and her husband were too caught in elation to see the reality that being a parent isn't just about cute baby clothes and being a friend to your child. I did get snippy which I shouldn't have done but it felt like she was just brushing away what I consider valid concerns. I did eventually apologize saying I'm sorry you feel that way but I don't think I'm unjustified here which didn't go well because it wasn't a real apology. It's not. Thank you. <laughs> That's a terrible apology. Continuing, not not one she wanted to hear at least. I just can't bring myself to believe that they are responsible or mature enough to have a baby and that makes me feel like a bad friend. So am I just a jerk for telling they are not ready to have a baby and should have waited until they got their lives together? I'm going to read your other stuff later after I give my opinion. So 100% you are projecting your own issues on your friend because... I feel like people think that you have to be a certain at a certain level to have children. Unfortunately, that is not true. You can be at any level, and if you have a kid, you have a kid. And I've lived in trailers, I've lived in apartments, I've lived in motel rooms, and all I really cared was making was being with my family and the, us spending time together. What condition we had never was an issue because I always felt safe as a kid. Uh, and so, you judging their space is just poorly judgmental, and I feel like that's terrible. But also, people don't 
don't have to live your lifestyle to be good people. Unless they're a hoarder, I don't feel like you have any right to tell them what's wrong with their space because, uh, and this is just because I was caregiver. As long as you can get to all bedrooms, as long as you can get to all emergency exits, as long as everything like is clean in the areas that are the main rooms, even if it bothers you because it doesn't really matter. And th this is something that I had to learn is my, I have little people that are just nasty and they had kids and I thought about saying things, but when I uh, talk to people, they're like, yeah, the, the state doesn't, that's not the level of which it has to get before something will happen. Like if you're really concerned about the kid, maybe if, if you go there after the kid's born, you can do something, but like, it's not really your place, especially because you don't live with them and you're not taking care of their kids. So I don't get why you're judging them so much for future reference. I have apologized to somebody and not like told them, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not an apology. That's just you being a jerk. If you can't change the way you feel, you, like, I'm sorry you feel that way is brushing them off. You should reiterate how they feel like that, that you're interpreting. So that way you're checking in to make sure this is your understanding. And then you're like, my intention was not to make you feel like belittled or like I was judging you. I was just generally concerned about the, your plans. You don't need to have a bigger house. If you like, yes, would life be easier with that? maybe but like there are also people who live on the road and like with their with their families and they have amazing times and i feel like they're great because they know how to take care of each other so like you don't know what lifestyle works for people and you shouldn't judge people so i do agree that you are the jerk now i will read what you edited since a lot of people are saying the same thing i have expressed these concerns before many times prior to my friend actually becoming pregnant it wasn't unsolicited she would ask my opinion and i would tell her these things each time and then the update which she said, I am the jerk. I overstep my boundaries and hurt people I care about. No excuses. I consider myself very fortunate that my friend answered my text messages and agreed to see me. She's allowed me to go over to her house tomorrow so that I may properly apologize to her and her husband. I do not expect, I do not expect them to forgive and forget, but I would like to tell them I'm sorry. Yeah, um... That's, that's that's a struggle because people want, want to take care of their kids how they want to take care of them and it's always a, 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 a button issue. And for me, if, like, if I've ever lived with somebody or ever like was around a kid that like I'm not related to because my mom used to have a daycare, like I literally my only thing I'd ever say is you can do whatever you need to do to take care of your kid, but your kid needs to respect my space and I will try to make sure I follow the rules that you have with your children. But I, I, I just need those my boundaries of a little bit of separation met as long as I that's meant I won't I won't try to parent them that's your job I won't like chastise them I might tell you something that they did so you can address it with them when you get home because that's your job as their parent but if they won't leave me alone and they're pushing me I will say something because they need to know that's not okay to cross those kind of boundaries with people especially when you're not always around them but like that's not something you would have that kind of conversation with a child like a baby that's not even born yet like one if your friend's already pregnant why are you even arguing about having a kid anymore like that's like in the hill no longer valid because you're you can't change that she's pregnant <laughs> all you can do is like oh so this is your space maybe if it's such a mess and you're like you know maybe i could come over because i maybe i could help organize your living area or like how you guys utilize your space so that way it's easier for you to manage having a kid in this smaller environment because i've offered that before where i've helped like organize spaces so that if you have a small amount of like area to have your kids you know how to help them like utilize it to it 
it the best that they can. Am I the jerk for letting my wife go on a weekend break alone? I mean, if she wanted to have like a restful scenario, maybe she loves it. Uh, myself and my wife have been married for six years. Things have not been so great the last week or month. I That's a weird sentence. It's just that we go away for the weekend and we booked a weekend break in Amsterdam. We both live in Bath, so not a long flight for us. I work for an American company on West Coast hours, so finish work a lot later than her, but I was able to make arrangement, arrangements to finish early on Thursday. Our flight was Friday morning. She has class after work on Thursdays. It's an online course. It's not that taxing and she didn't need to leave the house to go. She started work at 9am and finished at 5.30pm. Her class runs run, runs from 6pm until 10pm. When she finished work, she came into my office. I work from home as well. Told me she was going to pack as she had to get up, the up at 6 the next morning to drive. I told her that was not okay, that we both had to clean up, that she should start, and that when I finished in two hours, I would help her finish off cleaning the house. She said she was tired and had been in the front of her desk for 13 hours. This is a lie. She had a half hour of break between 5.30 and 6. She also has a lot of freedom from her job and constantly leaves her PC for 20 to 30 minutes during the day. I told her I didn't think it was fair that I would have to clean the house on my own. She shot back that I shouldn't and that it would be fine when we got back. I hate coming back from vacation to a dirty house. I told her that this isn't... I told her that if she wasn't willing to help me clean the house, I wasn't going away in the morning. She said fine. It told me to you do you. She packed her bag and went to bed. I slept in the spare room and she woke me up in the next morning asking where my bag was. I told her I hadn't packed and wasn't going anywhere. She flies back tomorrow morning. We had have been texting back and forth and she hasn't said anything about me not coming. My mom and dad think I was right not to go, but my friend said I was being unreasonable. Is my wife going to leave? Am I the jerk for not going on a weekend break when my wife refused to help me clean the house? I'm gonna tell you right now, my instinct is to say yes because I, you should never do a relationship test. If you're going to set that boundary with, with the house needs to be clean before we leave, then that needs to be a deeper conversation before you've actually booked the trip. I personally also hate leaving and coming back to a dirty house. I also hate it even more when you live with roommates and they are like they leave for weeks at a time and leave the mess there because then you can't use the space unless you do all the cleaning. I don't feel like, especially if you didn't contribute, that that's a fair exchange. See, this is like, I will say that this isn't really a boundary set. This is you following through on something that you threatened, which isn't how you set healthy boundary. It also sounds like the, like the break was something that you guys were doing together. So I don't know know why she wouldn't have talked to you more about if you were really that upset. I do think that if you're going on a trip with somebody, I would get 100% irritated with you if your reasoning for like not going was because I wasn't doing it in the way that you would want me to. But like if you guys agreed to like clean before you leave the house so it's not dirty when you get back and you're both contributing even if it's at different times, an okay thing. But the way that you set it up was very much a jerk way to do it. Like you should not like set it up as a test of a relationship. And I'll, another thing, you should say something that sounds like an ultimatum if you're not willing for your wife to leave you because <laughs> you end with is my wife going to leave me but if you had if you set a heavy hard boundary that somebody else doesn't share then you have to be willing to walk away like you can't set those kind of things and not be okay or follow through on things because if your wife doesn't share your value of needing the house to be clean when you get back then if she's doing it it's a compromise and so she probably won't ever do it to the way that you want because it's what you care about so what i would say is maybe a better conversation when she gets 
it's back is one you should apologize because you didn't actually set a boundary you just kind of i don't know you were a jerk uh but you should apologize and say this really matters to me that's why i didn't go because it really is important to me and i understand maybe we you don't want it to be completely clean and even though i need it to be clean can we set up like a plan and like figure out what we can do to get it as clean as possible but you don't say those things the night before you say it leading up to the trip but also if you're booking a trip like that soon to get away then you your logic doesn't make sense because if i'm like oh it's monday and i want to leave on friday because i just want a vacation with my wife that's a, that's a getaway so you shouldn't even be concerned about the house i agree with your wife that you, that's just stupid no offense i'm going to stop it there because my brain is at its max <laughs> Um, I could keep going and I would love to because I actually do like reading this for you guys. I feel like it helps with interpersonal effectiveness, but I just wanted to make sure I got this episode out. And I, as I told you guys, my, my depression has been a lot. And actually, as we were doing this and as I was talking, it helped me a lot to like analyze and like dive deep into this because it's just doing anything has felt like a lot to me since I had like m the shot for my surgery. And it's helping me act opposite, especially when my brain isn't having thoughts. It's just like a fog. And other people don't always have thoughts like that are triggering them which I didn't know because my brain is very active like I'm like how many like how many thoughts do we have to have before I can go to bed can we just zip it for a second um it's very active like it's visual it's talking it's musical theater it's all the things like if I want to creep myself out with what I'm picturing in my head. I can do it. Uh, but that's why I'm like, oh, my depression isn't me orientated. It's a, an after effect of my surgery. Because if it was me doing that, I would have all those things happening in my brain. Right now, it's just a fog where it's hard for me to get up. But I, again, I'm sharing that because for me to be a friend going along its own mental health journey, I have to be able to talk to you guys about it. And I don't know if I necessarily need advice or you guys can give me advice. I would love it. I just know that open, honest conversation about mental health makes it less scary. If you are struggling, uh, reach out to your friends, your family. And something that I feel like people need to know is making sure you're still here is the only thing. And there are a lot of things that scare us when we come forward about our depression. If you're more like if you're more concerned about being locked up and like put away than you are about being healthy and not even thinking about hurting yourself, then you like you need to know that like your priorities are not straight. Your life and your happiness should be number one, not trying to make Make other people believe that you're not crazy because you're not you're just you're not even when you think that, that you're you aren't you aren't that because you're just not able to use tools to help navigate the overflow of what your thoughts are and when you start to have those things you can catch thoughts and nets and then you can learn how to address them better and faster and be better and i just wanted to point that out because it's been a minute since i talked about it but i wanted you guys to know that i do struggle and i am struggling i am not perfect Perfect. And I actually had a different episode in mind today, but I couldn't actually do it because that's how much my brain is struggling right now. But I was able to do it because I pushed myself because I knew that by pushing myself slowly, even if it feels like I'm in molasses going up a hill, I know that eventually I'll get to the top of the hill and then come down and be on the other side. But I have to be able to accept what's happening in order to move forward. And that's all I want to share with you guys. I will see you guys next time. I appreciate you spending this time with me. 
Um, and remember to show up for yourself. Why? Because you matter. Bye. Show up with Cameron Grand runs every Monday on 94.1 WFNU Frogtown Radio with music. If you want to listen to his podcast or see the video version of this episode, you can follow at Grand underscore central underscore on all social media, where he posts episodes every Wednesday at 5 p.m. without music. Thank you. And as always, as you go throughout the week, don't forget to show up for yourself because you matter.